Good day, ladies and gentlemen, beautiful, perfect, divine men and women of planet Earth. What a privilege and honor to be with you again today. I hope that you are doing well, and I'm sending you all of my love, well wishes, and good vibes through these airwaves to you. Wishing you and your family and your friends all of the best. We've got a phenomenal episode of the show for you today. We have Esther Blum on, and we are talking about health, vitality, and performance. Uh, she is an integrative dietitian and high-performance coach, and we dive into an absolute master class on gut health and heavy metals. A lot of people have been talking about that over and over again. Whoever who uh, gets into health realizes that the gut is key and metals are a huge problem. So we talk about gut health and how to improve it, why your gut loves biodiversity, um, eating what's in season, what's good, uh, what is good fiber, you know, cutting out the things that are causing you harm that you don't know about. Like the first 30 minutes of this are really just such a a technical and informative masterclass for really upgrading your diet and your health in a very efficient way. So if you know anybody who's struggling with uh, dietary issues, gut issues, health issues, you are going to want to send them this episode uh, so they can listen to it. We talk about consistency being the key, uh, high performance and surrender, the importance of overcoming trauma, uh, daily movement being a non-negotiable. We talk about uh, accountability and how to create uh, motivation. So this is an absolutely phenomenal episode. You're going to enjoy it. And um, this is a perfect episode for my sponsor, The Good Inside, because they are a heavy metal detox. All of these uh, experts are saying you need to detox the heavy metals. You know, you need to get rid of them, uh, you know, the unnecessary ones through your cooking ware and other things where you're getting heavy metals, you don't even know it. So if you want to try this heavy metal detox, which is one of the best on the planet using advanced zeolite, go to thegoodinside.com forward slash Matt B. M-A-T-T-B. And what I've done is uh, I take the zeolite and I also take a green drink. Now, Esther in this talks about uh, having a red. So I need to find a, another reds because I, I keep hearing over and over that the gut likes di- biodiversity. So for my green drink, I have uh, 44 superfoods in there and superfoods are obviously good. Um, so I have that and I also get that from the good inside. Um, and I have the heavy metal detox and I've been using that as my daily protocol where before I had nothing. I had nothing that was detoxing the heavy metals and I wasn't getting super green. So as I've done that, um, I have felt better, a little bit more clear-minded and more energetic. So it has been working for me and it just makes common sense once you listen to all these guests speak about the same thing. Um, For those of you guys who really want to overcome your limitations, you want to get crystal clear on who you are, what your life purpose is, you want to uh, get some accountability, some direction, you want to learn tools for peak performance and know who you truly are and you want to create and... um, Uh, grow your connection with spirit, spirituality, the creator, whatever that is for you, um, I invite you to join the Atomic Alchemy Mastermind group as my guest. We dive in weekly into all of the topics around spirituality, health, peak performance, and we do this in a a community environment in the same way you learn martial arts and the same thing that I learned from David Lombard about harvesting the wisdom of the group. So you're going to get support, tools, accountability, training, um, courses, everything that you need to get crystal, crystal clear. It's not that challenging when you have the right tools, the right questions, and the right resources, and the right people cheering you on. And that's a huge thing, being in a supportive environment where everybody is cheering you on. So if that sounds good and you want to try it out, hit me up at mattbelair.com forward slash coaching or just matt at zenathlete.com. If you've reached out and I haven't got back to you, it's because something funky went on with the form. So just email me directly, matt at zenathlete.com, and I will get back to you. And you can check out the Soul Company 
compass course, check out the quantum heart hypnosis. All of that stuff is incredibly effective and incredibly powerful to support you for really knowing who you are and how to na navigate these challenging times and just crush uh, limitations and uh, you know blocks and all of that kind of stuff. So um, if you're interested in that, just hit me up. I'd love to learn more about you and your story. And uh, the best way to support the show is to do three kind acts wherever you are in the world today. And if you were a patron, they deleted my uh, Patreon. They were you know basically coercing me, saying I have to delete these episodes to get those um, you know the account active. And I said no because I'm not going to compromise my integrity. So if you want to support the show, go to mattbelair.com, become a member. You can do so by donation or even for free if you need uh, just send me an email i'll happily give you a link for free um, and if you can support that's fantastic also and um yeah that's it so thank you guys so much for uh listening and your support let's get into a state of peace and coherence before we dive in wherever you are in the world just stop what you're doing take in a deep breath in through your nose hold that breath and let it out slowly, filling every cell, muscle, and fiber of your being with peace, joy, contentment, enthusiasm, inspiration, courage, faith, and get ready to enjoy this absolutely phenomenal episode with Esther Blum. Hello and welcome to the Mastermind, Body, and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. As you know, we are currently overcoming extreme censorship. If you want to support this show, please share episodes far and wide. Uh, they've deleted Patreon too. So if you want to support the show, go to mattbelair.com, become a member for free or by donation. And most importantly, consider doing three kind acts wherever you are in the world today. Today's guest is an integrative dietitian and high-performance coach. She has helped thousands of women permanently balance hormones and lose stubborn belly fat by treating the root cause of their health struggles. She is the best-selling author of Cave Women Don't Get Fat, Eat, Drink, and Be Gorgeous, Secrets of Gorgeous, and the Eat, Drink, and Be Gorgeous Project. She maintains virtual practice where she provides 360 degrees of healing with physical, psychological, emotional, and spiritual support. Welcome to the show, Esther Blum. Thank you, Matt. Good to be here. Yeah, it's exciting to have you on the show. You know, you have a, a very diverse background. There's a lot of things we can go into. I've seen, you know, with the gut health and the hormones and all the madness with, go, with, with, with what's going on in food. It's craziness out there in the world of health. Um, but I like how you have the high performance aspect too. And one of the things that I've said on the show before is you're not going to get to any level of high performance or envisioning a world where you, you know, design reality on purpose and live your life purpose and all this amazing, exciting, positive thinking. If your health isn't in check, if everything is all out of whack, you have to sort that out first. And once you do that, once you get that in check, then you can start envisioning a very powerful future for yourself and your family. So uh, that's my two cents to open up, but I'm excited to have you on the show. And I'd love for you to just introduce yourself to uh, the audience and, and tell us how you got into the work you're doing today. Yeah. Well, um, as you mentioned, I am a practicing integrative dietitian. Um, I'm an author. I am a mom. I have a 14 year old son. I have a rescue dog. And uh, how I got into this was really in my blood. I grew up, you know, my grandfather was a doctor. My father was a doctor. My mother was a nurse. My grandfather actually trained my grandmother. She was a dietitian and he trained her to be his anesthesiologist. So the two of them took my tonsils out. She placed the ether mask over my face and he did the operation. So um, I witnessed firsthand, 
you know, what it was like to work with really amazing healers. Um, I watched my dad and my grandfather do house calls. You know, they were like country doctors, even though my grandfather was in Flatbush, Brooklyn. Um, but just really gentle souls. And the science to me was always intriguing. Like I loved science. I was good at it, but I didn't want to do medical school. And my grandfather was like, what the hell are you doing? Like, what do you mean you're going to be a dietitian? You're never going to be a success. You're never going to make any money. I was like, oh yeah, you watch me because I am going to be a success. And, you know, my dad was like, please do not do medical school if you don't want to. You know, my grand, my father made me do it and I wasn't, I didn't want it. My dad wanted to be a chemist, but he was such a gifted healer. He was a dermatologist. So, and his patients loved him. So anyway, I, I loved the science requirements of nutrition. Also it's pre-med minus the physics basically. And I suck at physics. So, um, I went into it for academic reasons, but what I really benefited from was down the road when I had more health issues and, um, also wanted a lot of flexibility. Like I have designed my business around my life at this point, which is, it's a luxury, but it's, it's by design. And I worked really hard to make that happen for myself so that, in summer, I can really prioritize my family more, um, you know, take Friday afternoons off, be flexible. Um, and I really take exquisite care of my clients too. They don't fall by the wayside, but I just made sure I had this beautiful one-on-one -on -one practice where, you know, it's very boutique. I take on about 60 clients throughout the year. And so everyone gets this really high level of service as a result. It's not a mill or factory. It's not an online program. It's just really a highly customized and curated approach to wellness. Well, I love all that. And I, I think the balance is important for what you bring out to the world. You know, you can be a traditional um you know, profession, doctor, healer, whatever the case is, but a lot of the time you have to work someone else's hours. So that's not ideal. So if you have a gift that you can offer people and then balance out your own life with your own family, um, I think that's incredibly important, especially today when there's a lot of parents who aren't at home with the kids. So I feel like that's really important. And kind of one of the things I like to talk about a lot on the show is how do you create something that's helpful to your community in the world, but also you have a balanced life where your values and what's most important to you isn't, isn't falling by the wayside. And with your expertise, you cover a lot of things like uh, gut health and, and nutrition and all the different uh, healing, right? Inflammation, things like that. So can you give us a little bit of a, maybe not a protocol, but some common things that people can look out for to heal the gut. Because one of the interesting things I've found lately is apparently the gut will also release DMT and it's supposed to be from your pineal gland, but uh, there's a, a university professor that lives down the road and he's walking his dog and he said he wanted a grant because a healthy gut would actually produce DMT and he wanted to share that. And I was like, that's very fascinating. I was like, I had no idea. So I have no idea if that's true or not, but he wanted to get a study on that. So it just seems clear that we need to heal our gut. And then that also reduces brain fog and it also does a lot of other great things. So maybe you can speak on that a little bit. Yeah. Well, and you know, um, the, the gut to me is the most exciting area of nutrition and medical research, because we are only at the tippy tippy top of, you know, the, what is, what is out there in the landscape of health and healing. I mean, I remember when I was, you know, starting out in functional medicine, you know, people didn't necessarily realize, or at least when I was in traditional, uh, my clinical nutrition degree, you know, 
we thought that depression was an issue with brain biochemistry. We didn't understand that it originated from the gut, that you're producing your neurotransmitters like serotonin and dopamine, which are those feel good, happy chemicals in your small intestine. And so in practice, you know, I see so many people with anxiety and depression and insomnia, and then they have all this gut inflammation. I see people going through menopause as well, tremendous gut inflammation, and they're just recycling their estrogen in the gut. So what does the gut love? What do you need to kind of have that super healthy microbiome that's like happy and balanced? So first of all, the gut loves biodiversity. We all get stuck eating, you know, our routine, right? We all have the same five starches, five proteins, five vegetables, but I try to say, you know, really mix it up a tremendous amount and especially red foods. The gut really loves red foods. So, um, you know, you think about cherries, you think about strawberries, raspberries, red peppers, watermelon, all of those red foods are so essential for healthy gut bacteria. And you want to make sure, you know, your proteins may not vary that much if you're eating a standard diet, right? Whether it's you're an American or you're in Canada, you know, you might be eating, you know, the usual chicken, turkey, fish, eggs, beef, right? But think about all the other wild game that you can introduce, right? There's elk, there's pity. Um, there's venison, there's buffalo, there's rabbit, which we cook regularly in our house. We just throw the whole rabbit in the slow cooker and that's like our winter stew. So try to introduce more wild game. Um, and if you think about the conditions of wild game, you know, they don't tend to be raised under factory farm conditions. You can buy from farmers that practice regenerative agriculture, which is just a sustainable, renewable way of give, you know, having our food source contribute to the environment, right? So for those of you who don't know, regenerative agriculture, it's really um, set up where animals are grazing on open fields of grass, or maybe areas that can't be farmed, where the land can't be used for farm and growing crops, but can be used to feed animals. And then the animals poop all over the fields, and then they stomp down the poop in the fields and capture carbon emissions. So once you're, you know, practicing regenerative agriculture, the animals are healthy, they're happier, they have a better fatty acid profile, less inflammatory. Um, so then in terms of vegetables and fruits, now there's like so many different opinions on this, right? If you follow Paul Saladino, he'll tell you, you know, kale is toxic and certain vegetables are toxic and other people tolerate them really well. So I say, Go with what works for you. Think about if you need cooked vegetables versus raw, if you get more bloated with raw vegetables, maybe go to soups and stews and, and cooking your vegetables or at least steaming them. But then try to eat also what is in season. And if you don't know what's in season, all you have to do is go to a local farmer's market and you will see what's in season. When you go to a farmer's market in the winter, you're not seeing strawberries from you know, Mexico, you are seeing uh, root vegetables and you're seeing apples and potatoes and garlic. You're not, you're not really see, and you'll see lettuces grown in greenhouses, but you're not seeing like what we see in the summer, which is berries and melons and mangoes and cherries and figs and, um, you know, the tiny eggplants and all those things. So try to eat seasonally and rotate what you're eating. Try not to eat the same thing every day. Okay. You also wanna make sure you're getting in a good source of fiber. Most people I see are struggling with some level of constipation. 
So constipation can be caused by um, dehydration. Constipation can be caused by poor liver and gallbladder function where you're not secreting bile when you're eating or you're, you, don't, you have digestive insufficiency. It can be caused by bacterial overgrowth. It can be um, an absence of hydrochloric acid or just insufficient hydrochloric acid, but it can also be from a lack of fiber. And so um, fiber, you know, a great way to do this, and especially for not only women, but men too, is ground flax seeds is a great source of fiber. It binds excess estrogens in the body and pulls them out. Why is this important for men? Because I see a lot of men who are either obese or not obese, but um, using testosterone replacement therapy. And that testosterone is aromatizing or converting to estrogen. So the men have boobs, they have a big belly, low testosterone, you know, it's not being metabolized properly. And in women, um, excess estrogens can go down the wrong pathway, putting them at risk for hormone related cancers or hormone dependent cancers, breast and uterine cancer, ovarian cancer. So you want to make sure that estrogens are being detoxed properly. We also want to make sure as humans that we're putting clean cosmetics into um, and I say into our bodies, because when we put things on our bodies, skincare, lotion, shampoos, deodorants, um, all of those get absorbed through the skin into the bloodstream and can raise your circulating estrogen and block uh, the receptor sites from, it can block estrogen from reaching their targeted receptor sites. And then we also want to be mindful of the cookware we're using, okay? Store your food in glass. I love glass Tupperwares because they go from the freezer to the oven, to the dishwasher. So, and there's no leaching. They're chemically inert. You're not leaching bio compounds into your foods the way you do when you use plastic. You want to be careful with nonstick. You know, um, ceramic coated cookware is great. Uh, we use uh, carbon steel cookware, uh, which is a little easier to handle. I suck at seasoning those stupid cast iron pans, but if you're good at that, then knock yourself out. Uh, stainless steel is great. Clay is great. So you, all of these things help with gut function. Okay. Um, and then you also want to make sure um, with healthy gut that you're getting good sleep. Okay. Sleep is really important to heal your gut. If you, and this can be hard because if you have an inflamed gut, often you can have anxiety and insomnia. So as you heal your gut inflammation, your sleep gets better. And as you sleep better, you heal your gut inflammation. So this means live like a caveman or cave woman, right? Dark room, no blue lights. The bedroom should be for sleep and sex. That's maybe some reading. That's it. It's not for technology. There should be no phones anywhere near your bed. If you live in a small space with a router in your bedroom, just shut it off at night just like your phone, just shut off the routers or unplug. Um, try to, there, there's a lot of research that shows, you know, even sleeping with a phone next to your head raises cortisol levels when you sleep. And if you think about 5G technology, like that is military grade technology. Do you seriously want those waves, those electromagnetic fields coming through your brain when you're sleeping? Like that is, excuse me, not very safe to do. So you want to make sure that you know, devices are off, room is dark. If you have light, you know, little lights on a monitor or your smoke detector, just cover them up with black tape. And if you don't have blackout shades, just throw a sleep mask on. 
So all of those are like real, just some real simple basics that you can do to optimize your gut health to, to at least start. That was epic. That was a masterclass. You kind of covered, <laughs> you covered everything. Um, well, you know, I feel like the big thing when, when people are ill, right, you have, you're, you're taking out a lot of things they don't know um, are making them sick. Right. So like when you're talking about yeah. the, the cookware and, and the diet and where you get your foods from and all these different things, they're, they're all very important. And if you can start to limit those toxins, right, yeah. then you can put the good um, inputs and you're going to be doing a lot better off. And I remember interviewing Dr. Will Bolsowitz. He wrote a book on optimizing gut health. And I said, well, what's your number one thing for gut health? And he said, diversity. He said, your gut loves diversity. So you touched on that as well. And so what I want to ask is a very quick technical question. I'm not good at diversity. I eat the same thing all the time. I can't do it. Uh, just, you know, I'm lucky to even feed myself sometimes. So if I get one of those like superfood mixes, does that kind of count? Is that doing it? Because I feel like I'm getting a lot yeah. of the, the great stuff in there. So that's how I've been solving the problem. And yes. will, that, will that cut it? So if, if whatever you do is going to help you, it's not going to set you back. So I recommend getting in like a green powder and a red powder. Okay. Because the reds, again, if you're, especially like if you're more keto and you're really not eating a lot of fruit and you're not going to eat that much red pepper, you know, every day, then make sure you're getting a red and a green powder and a fiber powder all at once. But, you know, you can even make like flax or chia pudding where you literally just put two tablespoons of ground flax or chia seeds into, you know, three quarter cup of nut milk and just let it sit overnight. And that's, again, just an easy way to get fiber in for sure. Right. But, yeah. and, and with what you're talking about there, you know, you work with a lot of people with autoimmune conditions and there's so many people with autoimmune conditions, absolutely nuts. So with what you shared there, is it the same protocol? Like it don't, no matter how bad it is. And this kind of goes back to, you know, this whole thing with what's going on in the world right now. I, I didn't know germ theory versus terrain theory. And the idea of terrain theory just says that if you put your body into homeostasis, you, you stop feeding it toxins, it's going to sort itself out. It's going to work as it should. So if you have an autoimmune disease, well, it's like, okay, well, what are you eating? Where might these toxins be coming from? Are you in a highly stressed life? Just analyzing that, putting it all on a board, right? And then starting feeding positive inputs in there. So would you have the same protocol for somebody with autoimmune disease or would you uh, tailor it a little bit differently? So I individually test, like before people can even get into, get their first appointment with me, I run panels of tests. I do blood work where I really look at comprehensive thyroid um, panels, not just TSH. I'll do the whole panel of all the thyroid tests. I look at uh, glucose and insulin. I look at inflammatory markers for cardiac risk. I look at uh, vitamin D levels and, and red blood cell, uh, magnesium and zinc, and a whole host of blood tests. Then I'll also do stool and urine testing. So I look at gut function and I look at um, hormone production. I look at methylation pathways. I look at cortisol levels and DHEA. So I, I and neurotransmitters in the brain. So. I don't guess or just have a one size fits all protocol. Everyone gets a customized protocol based on their body needs. Now, can I tell you, yeah, a paleo diet works really well for most people with autoimmune conditions, absolutely. And yes, of course it treats things like reflux and inflammation and bloating and fatigue in a lot, a lot of people. But 
there's still so many more nuances beyond that. And especially when it comes to supplements, like those are really customized and personal. Yeah, that's what I've heard. And I appreciate that because one, one diet doesn't fit all, right. It might work for one person, but it doesn't work for everybody, you know? Um, so I, I've always been curious about that customization and, and knowing, I guess, like with even different foods, you might have, your body might process it differently. You know what I mean? Some, one person can eat one thing and the other person eats uh, something else. Like one person I know eats mostly meat and that's great for him. And some people are vegans and it's great for them. And you swap them. And I know people who've done either and it didn't work for them. You know, they've done, they went the vegetarian vegan route and they had very serious health complications and didn't want to come back to meat, but it had to through health. Right. So it's, it's important to understand that we are unique. And so what is the, what, if somebody wants to do that, is there a way they can figure that out? Is there you, like I put in my blood work and they'll say, Hey Matt, these foods are good for you. And these aren't, what's that, what's that called? Does that exist? Um, uh, oh yeah. I don't have one of those. I, I don't, I'm a dietitian, not a magician, but, uh, <laughs> but um, no, I'll generally really look at their GI map test. So if someone's got like a lot of SIBO and, you know, bacterial overgrowth and parasites and things like they might just feel better on a, fo- a low FODMAP diet um, versus someone who tolerates a carnivore diet, you know, some of it's trial and error. Look, I've been doing this over 27 years and it's still trial and error for some people. I take the whole human into account. Some people get completely overwhelmed with a long list of instructions and diet. And I can really only go meal by meal and say, let's just focus on mastering breakfast. Okay. You did the, okay. It's been a month. You've got down your choices and made the connections between what you're eating in the morning and how you feel at 3 p.m. and how you're sleeping at night and your energy and your cravings and your hunger. Now let's focus on lunch. Now let's focus on dinner. Okay, for your snacks, you're still eating kind bars all the time. Let's add in some protein and vegetables. So some people, I literally have to work step-by-step and handhold them. Other people are like logging their food. They're putting in, um, which I really like everyone to log their food, but they're putting in entire recipes in the app and figuring it out and know their macros and are like so squeaky clean and tight. So everyone comes to the table as a different, with a different set of challenges and expectations and abilities to perform. So I really try and coach people through and get them over the hump where they don't feel overwhelmed but they feel like they're getting results. And all of a sudden they see and say, oh my God, my bloating is gone. I've been suffering with for years. I've lost all the extra fluid. I can see muscle again, or my migraines are gone, or my periods didn't leave me puking on the floor for seven days, which those are some of my clients. So, or for my menopausal mamas, you know, my hot flashes are gone and I'm sleeping through the night again. I mean, that's like, these are big metrics that you hit for people, which make a huge quality of life. Like, I don't know, Matt, if you've ever gone for long periods without sleep, but it is really hard to function during the day and be your best self in those conditions. It's like, I always joke and say, it's a reason why, you know, places use it as a form of torture, right? So soldiers use sleep deprivation as a form of torture. So if you can fix kind of the big rocks of like sleep, get someone pooping every day, uh, you know, give someone the energy and endurance to work out. Like that's how I know the diet's working. And I do 
you know, I do calculate out people's macros and give them targets, but many people have a hard time reaching their protein goals because I put people on about a gram per pound of ideal body weight, which is a lot. So some people are like, I can't, I can't reach it. Some people say I'm just too full. I don't need all that food. Um, you know, and, and then carbs are really the wild card. I help everyone find their own unique carb tolerance. Um, half my people, I have to diet up, you know, they've been working out for so many years and they're just, their adrenals are dead. They've done keto and lost all this weight. And then they can't, they become so metabolically resistant and like, can't get the, they regain the weight and then they can't ever get it off. So we have to diet them up, correct their thyroid, get that all balanced out. And then the other half of my people, you know, are obese or very weight loss resistant or going through menopause and we have to get the weight off. But if you don't fix the sleep, if you don't fix your gut, if you're not in a place where your estrogen's balanced, it's really hard to do all those things. So I kind of teach my clients, like we're not even going to touch the weight until all those pieces are in place and then we'll get there. And that enables them to be patient and stick with it and not give up and not focus on the numbers on the scale, but the other really big metrics. Yeah, absolutely. Well, with the sleep deprivation, the only time I've experienced that was at Burning Man. And that's like uh, <laughs> a, a choice. Everybody has their own like sleep patterns, you know? So uh-huh. the, I call it like the crash. Some people stay up for like 48 hours and then just burn out. Right. So I, I was able to do four hours of sleep. That's my last few times I went four mm-hmm. hours whenever I had to pass out. And that would rejuvenate me for one week at time. And then, you know, on Saturday, Sunday, that's, that's toast. But it is, it is, it is pretty God. intense. Um, you know, what you're sharing there is, is basically the idea of, is food as medicine. It's not much more complicated than that, but when diving into the science of it and understanding what you're lacking, what you're putting in, that's causing harm, what you might need more of, then it's really an art and a science, which is really important, which is your field of expertise. And, and for me, it's something that I haven't mastered, but I I'm looking more and more into it, trying to upgrade my diet for, you know, basically sports performance and things like that. So I can have more energy and the simplicity of what you're sharing is so important because if your gut is all out of whack, it messes up your brain, right? In yoga that we'll talk about, you know, the gut as a second brain. So if you're in brain fog, if you're in depression, if you're in lethargy, it's really hard to think clearly and have motivation to get to that next level. And so like you shared about just doing uh, the breakfast or something or improving your lunch or improving your snacks, or even at the very least anyone, if you don't know anything, like you said, write out everything you eat and then just analyze it. Cause I guarantee you'll know, well, maybe I shouldn't have a whole bag of Doritos or I'm eating three uh, or having three pops, right? There's like 41 grams of sugar in, in a pop But the, you know, I, mean, I don't even know what I figured this out way too late. It was like maybe thirties and I was like, Oh, ketchup is icing for adults. You know, it's icing for everything else. There's, <laughs> there's so much sugar, right? My daughter is a, is a little bum because we'll give her a little bit of ketchup and she'll just scoop it. She's only two and we'll scoop the French fry and then lick off the, lick off the ketchup and then just ask for more ketchup, but won't eat the French fry. So it's like, <laughs> it's you, when you recognize the hazards and you take those away, that's a huge upgrade right away. And then adding in those elements that are going to do your body good because it's the number one. I can't remember who said, who said it like the founder of medicine, let food be, but thy medicine, you know who that guy is? Hippocrates. Hippocrates. Okay. Right. The, and he's yes, you yeah, got it. Hippocratic yeah. oath, do no harm. 
Do first do no harm. And then, well, the other funny thing though, he says, physician heal thyself. I'm like, no, physician needs to assemble a badass team of healers to heal physician. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. I know we've got a, we got a wild system out there now. Yeah. It's the wild west. Yeah. And American healthcare too has its, has its challenges, but I also want to talk about, you know, and there's, I just want to touch on like the emotional piece of the eating. Cause a lot of people are scared shitless. They think like, Oh my God, you know, there, there becomes, it's not orthorexia per se, but there's an, a genuine fear of going off plan. And yes, for someone who has severe autoimmune conditions or Crohn's or colitis, that can be very, very serious. And, and gluten can make you sick for sure. But for, for other people who just are trying to, you know, optimize their health, but are otherwise not really suffering with any major health conditions, <clears throat> you know, we have to learn to balance it out. And I always say to my clients, you never have to be perfect to get results. You just don't because no one's perfect. Please. I, if you told me I could never eat chocolate or have a martini, I would immediately like snort, start snorting lines of chocolate chips right off the counter. Like I don't want to hear no. I want to be in a place where I take ownership of my health and that I'm the one choosing. I could have that chocolate any damn time I want, but I'm choosing not to because when I do have the chocolate, then I don't sleep so well. I get more irritable with sugar in my diet. Um, let's not say I don't have a chocolate shelf in my house. I do, but I, I like knowing it's there because I never, I never overdo it when it's in abundance, but when it's scarce and if somebody's like, you can never have this, you know, I'm like, no, I'm going to have it now. (laughs) There's the revel in me that doesn't like the rules and doesn't, I don't care if I'm a nutritionist. I'm like, no, the rules don't apply to me. But so I really, you know, that's what goes on in my head sometimes, but I honestly think, you know, you have to give people permission also to, if they're trying to eat healthy, like have more healthier versions of the indulgence, but don't expect you're never going to have a cocktail or you're not going to have dessert. I would build that in and preemptive eating and preemptive indulgences. And I would build in a couple to your week. So maybe for you, that's fries on a weekend or a cocktail or, you know, a, a sweet treat, you know, build it into your life so that it's not so scarce so that when you come upon the opportunity to have it. You don't binge out either. It's there when you want to, but it's much easier to turn some away, something away when you don't know, it just doesn't make you feel good versus like, someone told me I can't, it's off plan. And now I messed everything up. Like, no, if you're having an, if you're having an indulgence, if you want to indulge, I always say like, either have one, either have a cocktail or dessert or a carb, just try not to have all three at once at one meal, or even two at three, just choose which one you want. For me, I'd much rather have a cocktail than dessert. Like dessert is always way too sweet for me. You know, I can eat like unsweetened chocolate that's super bitter. That is satisfying to me, but like a chocolate dessert is less so. It's just, I don't feel well, sickeningly sweet and I'm bloated the next day. If you give me a cocktail, I am happy as a clam, but for everyone else it's different. Some people are more savory and want, you know, fries or chips. So when you do have an indulgence, make sure it's on a plate, you're sitting down, you're not like eating a tub of ice cream with a spoon or reaching into, you know, a bag of chips and just eating the whole bag of chips because the mind is trained to finish whatever serving is in front of you. So make sure you take it out of its container, you put it in a plate or a small bowl and you, 
savor the flavor. You like are really present. You're not just eating in front of the TV or while scrolling on your phone, like get the distractions out, just focus and be mindful. And you won't overeat in those cases when you're really tasting what you're eating and, and savoring it too. Yeah. I think those are really great points. It it's come, comes back to balance and what's long-term sustainable. You know, so when I talk about health and sports and going to the gym, if you go to the gym every day and eat like crap, that's, that's a better balance, right? It's a, then never going to the gym. If you just eat like crap and never go to the gym, you're going to get a lot, right? It's like two of the three. And when you said that, I, I, I used to golf. I golfed a couple of times this year and was so bad. And it's like, you don't want to like duff a shot, lose a ball and three putt. It's just like, those are, that's how you get the highest scores ever. When you suck. It's like, just try to do two of those things, you know, just try to mess up twice and the score goes way down and it's the same in health. Right. So, you know, okay, get to the gym, but what's long-term sustainable. That's going to make you show up what's fun. And then it's also identifying the positive and the negative habits. So you look, and when you look at, and you talked about that food journal, it's, you know, if you're thinking this, write it, the mother F down and every other swear word possible, write it down. It is a world of difference to see it visually. If you're struggling with it, write it down every day. And you're going to notice patterns. The patterns are going to go from subconscious um, to very conscious. And you say, okay, you know what? Too much pops, too much, this, you know, three ice creams, three ice creams in this. All right. And then, like you said, you're going to start to limit that. And then on top of that, you identify the positive inputs, right? Oh, here's when I get my smoothie each day, or here's my, my, I had a clean breakfast. I felt good. I had a clean lunch. I felt good. Then I ate pizza at night and I felt like crap. Okay, great. You know, then try again and try again. And, and what happens is you get to a better balance because it's not about, you know, only eating clean forever. If you want to be, I think it was like Ronnie Coleman or something. I was like, he's like one of the Olympic, you know, greatest i don't even know the olympians like just super strong arnold classic type of thing and like would never miss a meal never cheat and just eat the most ridiculous stuff all day because the amount of protein or whatever they is nuts you can do that if you want but for long-term sustainability in the summer you're going to have a beer you're going to have a treat but it's not overdoing it it's not getting so out of balance and what i like to do is i enjoy um trying to, you know, I, I am strict for periods of time so I can know the difference of how I feel, right? I can't be that strict all the time because I want to have a beer with my buddies. I absolutely love ice cream. Uh, and so <laughs> then I know the balance when I'm swaying too far on the other side and it allows me over a long period of time to maintain, uh, you know, ideal health, right? I'm kind of like, oh, I know when I'm on point and how I feel and how strong I am and how I think. And I know when I'm off point, I'm like, I don't want to do anything. And so <laughs> it, it helps me uh, regain the balance. So if you want to comment on any of that, go, go ahead. But I'd love yeah, to. Yeah, okay, I, I just want to add to, you know, what I really love about the food log too, is it takes all the shame and judgment out of it. You know, a lot of people are terrified, I'm like, look, this isn't to judge you at all. It's to make it black and white. Like, are you hitting your targets or aren't you? And if you're not, what do we need to change to help you hit your targets? It's just like, is this working for you? Is this bringing you closer to your goal? If not, let's adapt. So, you know, I, there's no, the numbers don't lie. That's what I always take away from it is the numbers don't lie. So, um, it, it helps. It, it's a great reality check day to day and what gets measured gets managed. So it's a smart thing to do. 
for yourself because it's just all laid out when you're like, I just can't lose weight. I don't understand. You may not be as on plan as you think you are, or your ratios can be just really off. And most people also don't realize it takes a lot of consistency to get the weight off. It's, you know, I'm counseling guy now who's almost 70 pounds down and it's just day in and day out consistency consistency and he still drinks booze and you know he's had times where he wasn't exercising much just but the eating overall was fairly consistent and nutrient dense and that made the biggest difference yeah exactly and the human body is incredibly resilient you know if you can start putting some positive inputs in there. And like you said, and, and even get one for three, it's so much better than oh for three, you know, yeah. <laughs> right. And you're going to feel better. And then that lets you go for two for three, you know what I mean? But you got to start for one, one for three or one for four, you know? So it, it gives you that inspiration and that motivation and you get better balance. Um, one thing I would, would love to ask is you, you coach a little bit of, on high performance as well. So yeah. you know, what, what are you, what do you consider to be high performance and how for those people who are or maybe uh, their health is in check, right? They, they want to up their game in health, right? You know, they're more fit. They're maybe successful in their life. And they're like, okay, how can I integrate more high performance tactics to, you know, I, I, I have a problem with the 10 X thing. Cause it feels just feels weird to me. Like 10, 10 X, everything. It just doesn't, <laughs> you never 10 X anything. You know what I mean? It just can't like, like some, well, you can, I, I get it, but I, I don't know. The whole thing is weird to me, but how do we, how do we move towards <laughs> higher performance? You know, I've, I find it consistent growth over time. You get results, but you also get an input like these big breakthroughs in levels, right? It happens over time. And all of a sudden you're like, Whoa, I've had a massive breakthrough. Now I'm here. So that's been uh, what I've experienced through sport in my life, but without me rambling anymore, can you just talk about high performance, please? Yeah. Well, the, the uh, consistent was definitely consistency was definitely a, a word, a buzzword that I was going to incorporate. But before that I was, uh, before you even get to the consistency, there's <clears throat> sounds counterintuitive when you're talking about high performance, but the word I love is surrender and surrender doesn't mean you're giving up on yourself at all. It means being open to letting go of what no longer serving you in order to get better results for yourself. So, you know, <clears throat> a lot of people say to me, but I, I used to do keto all the time. I, I did, I did keto or I did a low fat diet or I counted calories. Like, but is that working for you now? That worked for you then. Is it working for you now? You know what? It's not. So what have we got to lose by trying something new? So it's really um, cracking open old narratives, smashing them to pieces saying, you know what? That worked for me then, that doesn't work for me now. It's the same with someone who's gone through a trauma, right? That was then, but it's actually not a reality in my day-to-day -day life. So it's smashing through the old error messages that are holding us back. And by the way, just sidebar, um, trauma therapy is a really important part of high-performance coaching. And I do partner with an amazing psychologist, Dr. Don Wood, who has helped both me and a lot of my patients break through their traumas because I have found that or have breakthroughs around their traumas and resolve them and help the brain stop receiving those old error messages so you can release what's not serving you anymore. Because a lot of people have real issues around food and worthiness around food, trauma around food, um, we're perhaps fat shame, perhaps we're in a place of deprivation where they didn't have enough food as children. Um, there, there's a lot that 
you know, food takes a beating on. So resolving past traumas is really important in me getting people over the hump with transformations too. Um, and healing, especially thyroid issues, has there's a lot of emotional trauma that triggers Hashimoto's or autoimmune thyroiditis. So um, also, yeah, getting people to build their habits consistently, logging their food. That is like the foundational uh piece of success. My guy I was talking about a minute ago, lost 70 pounds. Like he's, he never misses a day logging his food. He's the busiest person I know. He is like so stressed. He's like super, super busy. He always logs his food. Okay. Um, the people who I see fail a lot are people who don't log consistency, con don't log consistently because what happens is you're eating calories or carbs or sugars you don't remember. And so then you can't keep track of where you're failing. You have, or, or where you're struggling or where you're not, you know, seeing the scale move. So logging is like the biggest piece. Daily movement, another non-negotiable. I have my clients lay their clothes out the night before. I have them schedule their workouts into their calendar on the days they're going to do it. Um, I learned this, I trained for a marathon, you know, a long, long, long time ago, I ran it, but, you know, it was like, there was no deviation in my workout plan at all. It was logs were kept, timing was documented, the length of the run, the timing of the run, what I ate, like all the variables were managed, right? So getting people consistent with their daily movement, getting them consistent with either prepping their own food, or I set a lot of my clients up with food delivery services because it helps them stay on track. There is no shame in outsourcing your food prep at all. Not everyone has time or desire to shop and cook. So, and then it's uh, strict bedtime routines and regimes also is like really, really good sleep hygiene. And then packing up supplements consistently. I, um, you know, I, drop ship supplements to my client's doors. And I'm like, get these, I'll send the links to Amazon. I'm like, get these vitamin cases, pack your supplements every night at the same time. But it's regimented, right? The workouts the same time, the sleep the same time, packing supplements once a week, going grocery shopping once a week, just keeping all the, the spokes of the wheel kind of in line and together. That's how you build. You don't have to build them all at once either. You master one thing and move on. But the, the big, to me, the tip of the iceberg is having someone you work with who keeps you accountable. Because I don't know about you, I am a slacker without accountability, right? I have someone who helps me work out. She comes to my house and like, that's how I work out to do my strength work. I will walk five miles a day. I hate strength work, but I know I have to do it because A, I like how I look, but B, I will lose muscle mass at this point in my life if I don't. And I'm very nervous about, I don't want to ever lose muscle mass. So getting the support that you can, if you can't, uh, if you don't have the means for a gym or a trainer, there's this amazing search channel, you guys, I'm going to let you on a secret. It's called YouTube and <laughs> they have thousands of free workout videos that you can do at home with your body weight without any equipment or a gym studio. So all of those are just the basics that you need to be high performance coach. And then of course, the narrative in your head is really, really important. Kind of who you surround yourself with, writing down your goals, you know, surrounding yourself with people and cheerleaders who are going to keep you accountable and really keep you focused on your goals.
I love that. That's excellent. And I, I totally agree with the, the trauma bit. I feel like before anything else, you know, food or life related, body related, work related, if you have trauma in your life, it is very important that you address that and you heal it in some sort of way, whether you get help from uh, somebody who really knows what they're doing. I think EFT is great. I think some uh, healers are, are much better than others, um, but go through it until you can figure out and at least find a perspective or healing where it resonates with you. It's not uh, logging because the way that I've shared it before, it's if you have this trauma in your mind, it's going to be distorting like a filter over your entire life for every decision you make at least a little bit and then more and more over heavier decisions. So it's very important that they're still there, but they're not affecting your decision making in a negative way. Um, you know, and I knew this through sport, right? When we'd have an athlete and they'd have an accident and be afraid to come back. You know, and so how do they overcome that trauma of like falling really hard or injuring themselves? How do they make sure that when they, if they want to continue as an athlete, that they're not going to be replaying that problem because they're not going to progress. And some athletes, like, you know, I worked with a lot with uh, freestyle motocross guys. Those guys have the gnarliest wipeouts. They have a oh. hundred broken bones, but how do they have the mental tenacity to come back again or in the military and things like mm -hmm. that? And so when you, when you're talking about uh, high performance is very important to be able to overcome adversity and overcome traumas that are distorting and maybe not being helpful to how we move forward. And then when you're talking about the peak performance side, I like that because it's simple and, you know, you start where, where you are. So if you're just on the healing path, just start with the one thing a day and then you can get to two and then you get to three, but then eventually you get to structure. And that's why I think sports and high performance and trying to master something's important and valuable because you begin to refine your structure, you stay consistent. And then as you measure, you can then adapt and change different things to see what results you get, but you have to be motivated by something that inspires you. So yeah. I like the idea of using the body as one of those avenues. Maybe you want to be better at dancing. Maybe it's just straight up fitness. Maybe it's a sport. And for me, I've been lucky to enjoy martial arts and skateboarding and snowboarding. And it gives me a motivation to get better, to train my body, to go through these uh, challenging scenarios to see what I can output because I'm inspired to see what I can do and perform. And so that's one avenue for people to just find something that they enjoy. They're gonna be more inspired to have a structure to see how much better they can get. And then also the community aspect. And that's why I think CrossFit really exploded because there was a community element to that. And there's also this uh, competition element. And, you know, I, I haven't been able to train, you know, with groups of martial artists for a long time. But last week I was able to do some training with a friend and just forgot how fun it is to be in combat with another person to test myself. But if you get your butt kicked, you think, man, next week, I don't want that guy kicking my butt the same way. I want to get better. So it motivates you. And if you can surround yourself with people who want to improve, who will pick you up when you get down. And, and the last thing I'll, I'll share that I thought was brilliant. And just, again, this stuff is not that complicated. It's the accountability piece. Even if you're a high performer, it's very, very, very rare that people are so self-motivating. They're going to do all that training on their own. Most people, 90% of us will go off track and will find the easy way when no one's looking. And so I've done a lot of coaching um, for a lot of different people, everything from CEOs to athletes to everyday Joes. And I can give them the whole map. It's not whether you want to get more fit, whether you're doing a business thing, whatever it is, I can give you the map. 
The problem is people will veer off and they'll get distracted. I will get distracted. So just knowing you have a weekly accountability partner, and that's usually why you pay a coach because you can get a, a friend to do it as long as they'll actually hold it. The, the problem with friendship is you just forget to do it and it's not there. So when, you pay, <laughs> when you pay someone, when you pay a trainer, when you pay someone, you're going to show up and you're going to make sure you've done the work and it just keeps you accountable. And it's so uh, incredibly important. And this last year I, I switched all my coaching to a group coaching and it's the accountability piece over time. Now people are really after three months and six months coming into the group saying, wow, like, you know, every, every week is so subtle but now over time, you've completely transformed and now you've been able to integrate it and now it's your natural way of being, right? And that's the key. Once it becomes your natural state of being, you're not going to lose it. You're moving from the way life was and created that result. And it's so much easier if there's a path that works, but people are just inviting you back in, inviting you back in because you'll, you'll wander off. And if nobody's pulling you back astray, you're just, you're most likely going to wander off again over and over again. So all those elements uh, were incredibly important. And I just want to yeah. say, I don't know if you want to add on anything. Yeah. Well, I was going to say too, you know, a lot of people, I think, think motivation comes from the sky and it doesn't, uh, it, it doesn't grow on trees, come from the sky. The most important way to get motivated and the most successful way is actually to have an action plan first, where you just take action. You may not be great at it. You may not, you're not going to go out and bench press 150 pounds. You're going to start bench pressing, you know, and, and with little hand weights, maybe five pounds, 10 pounds, 15 pounds, and you slowly build up. And then your motivation builds on the momentum that you've created. So it's action first and then motivation, action and momentum. And then the motivation is a byproduct of the steps that you plan and you consciously uh, take action with. And after that, then you, it's like your coaching group, right? After three months, they're like, wow, I'm looking back and I've accomplished all these things. I, I want to rock out the next three months with you in the next three months. So it, uh, it's slow at first. And then the momentum builds and keeps going. Yeah, I love that. I'm glad you touched on motivation too. And you'll see as well that getting started is the hardest point, always the hardest point. But once you see a, a few results from a, some consistent action, the motivation builds because you you are now seeing it. And so many people want to see the results immediately. And so, you know, just understanding it's a process, making the process uh, one that actually works that, you know, is tried and tested and will move you forward. Um, but then staying consistent and not falling off the rails, right? It, if you don't know anything about fitness and you show up to the gym every day and do something, you're going to get a result. Then you refine that process over time. What's going to work for you? What, what do you want? Do you want to be strong? Are you trying to build muscles? Are you running a marathon? They're all different, right? And as you log it and look at the results, um, you know, you're going to be able to, again, refine that process and go where you want to go. But as you see the results over time, and enjoy the process, make it fun for you, make, make it in some sort of way that inspires you, you're going to get where you want to go. Otherwise, you're kind of, like I say, it's like living life by default. You know, you're just kind of wandering around and, and life is pulling you and tugging you and you feel more of a, mm -hmm. a victim and the waves are crashing you around rather than being able to direct yourself to command your ship and your body to feel inspired, to know that you're a creator 
And the most important thing first is taking care of your health in your body. And that affects the mind and that connects you to the spirit. So clearing that whole structure up then opens you up to bigger ideas and also bigger service. The universe can work through you now because you're a clear uh, conduit for who you are. And I think everyone here uh, comes in with a purpose. There's no one here that has no purpose. There's no one here that does not matter. Uh, everybody has a purpose. Everybody matters. And it's about us just finding that relationship with ourselves, something bigger. So then that always translates into something cooperative for the community, for the environment. And ultimately we feel um, like this life is meaningful and fulfilling and we're a part of something bigger. So that's just yeah. my two cents. I'd love to, you know, talk, talk to you all day. I know we, we've come up on an hour. Is there anything that you wish that I had asked or that you want to leave the listeners with? Something I always love to leave listeners with is, you know, there's really very little to nothing in you that is not reversible. So if you are struggling with your health, if you feel like, oh my God, I got through this one thing. Now I have another thing. Just know, you know, it's, it's all very conquerable and he and healable. That's not really a word, but um, it is possible to move through and to reestablish balance. And I treat people as, you know, in their mid seventies who are reversing chronic health conditions. So do not give up, use it for the greater good. Ask yourself what you can learn from it um, and how you can help other people with it. Um, and so it's, it's all for the greater good at the end of the day. It really is. Well, I love that. Yeah. And I think too, one of the basic things is the mirror neurons. You know, if you just become the byproduct of health, people will see that and then they'll become curious. That's the best thing you can do for your environment is to be as healthy as possible, uh, as happy as possible, you know, as authentic as possible, as connected as possible. And you being that, that example of it will inspire other people and to learn what you did and to go on their own journey. And, and so it is helpful just to be, uh, to take care of your mind, to take care of your body and just to show people that's what's possible because especially nowadays, so many people's health is wrecked. We have a problem with the mass obesity, heart disease, all these different things. So if you can just be healthy in itself, it's a huge win and you can share that with others through your example. So uh, yeah. thanks so much for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Where can people find you if they want to learn more, if they want to read some of your books? I think you have four best-selling books. Uh, you inspire the ladies all over the world, but I know you work <laughs> with men as well. So if people want to dive a little bit deeper, where do they go? Yes. Um, so go to my website, estherblum.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-B-L-U-M. If you enter your email, you will receive my three-part training on how to crush your cravings. And it's it's not just about eliminating cravings. It's really about how to optimize your health from just some very foundational, simple and doable tips. And then Matt, for five of your listeners, I have opened up my calendar. So if anyone wants to have a 30 minute one-on-one -on -one consultation with me, where you have you know, a health struggle you've been working on and you need support and direction, we will hop on the phone for 30 minutes. You will leave with three customized tools to help you progress towards your goals. So if you would, if you are interested in that and you're serious, you can go to estherblum.com forward slash call. That's C-A-L-L. -L. And uh, we'll get you pointed in the right direction for sure. Awesome. Love it. Well, I appreciate your work and everything you shared. You 
demonstrated mastery to me anyway, because I've interviewed a lot of different people and you touch on so many different topics and with each element, you know, like the cookware, you know, just understanding all these just simple things and you, you, you combine them together. Now you're really creating a fantastic result for health. So uh, you definitely know what you're doing. I appreciate you coming on the show and that's it. Thanks Thank you for, for watching. having me. Thank you, man. All right. See you guys. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the absolutely incredible Esther Blum. I hope that you enjoyed that episode. And if you did, share it with all your friends, especially those who are dealing with uh, health issues. Her first 30 minutes was an absolute masterclass of effective healing. You know, I've had a lot of different guests on. They're saying the same thing. You got to get rid of the metals. You got to get rid of the toxicity. Have clean food. Your gut wants biodiversity, so, so superfoods. And, um, you know, if you can have a range and that's where a super super green or like she said a super reds uh, juice can really help and you put it in your daily diet you're really going to feel better and then you get the clean water and you limit these toxins and over a short time you're going to transform your gut health your body's health your vitality and that goes into your brain and brain fog and performance and so all that kind of stuff is um you know really important and for me i just kept it simple i use the heavy metal detox spray with a super greens juice um i do have some other supplements from uh, dr bear lando that i'm you know increasing from training and things like that but my base is the heavy metal detox which you can get from the good inside if you go to the goodinside.com forward slash matt b uh m-a-t-t-b uh, you can get a bottle for 13 bucks it's 50 dollars off and i get the greens juice and that way i have a daily simple protocol some days i have other supplements and things like that but when i have that i know that my body's getting all these superfoods and i'm detoxing uh, some of the toxins that i can't avoid whether it's water uh, what they're putting on vegetables and freaking all the other nonsense and spraying in the sky and so it gives me a, a daily defense to all that kind of stuff so it doesn't accumulate over time and become a more uh, serious condition like autoimmune or something like that when you know when you get that you realize the detox is the first thing that they get you to do so anyway share this episode far and wide if you want to support the show go to mattbelair.com become a member because they have deleted my patreon they're censoring me insane and so you sharing these episodes is the only way it's going to get out out there sharing it to your friends and your facebook wall and whatever you can do to spread this message um, is greatly greatly appreciated so thank you so much if you're interested in some coaching you want to work with me you want to connect with me all you need to do is send me an email matt at zenathlete.com there are a variety of ways we can work together some courses i've created and really what i specialize in is helping people know and live their life purpose and then after that we add all the peak performance stuff so getting over limitations, blocks, self-sabotage, and, and, then, and then accelerating the process using our spiritual will, integrity, and peak performance. That's really what it's all about. And I can help you do that if you are interested. Um, so just hit me up, matt at zenathlete.com or mattbelair.com forward slash coaching, or check out some of the programs at mattbelair.com. If I say that one more time, it'll be too much. <laughs> and it's all over there. So um, check me out on Telegram. I'm throwing a lot of information up there as well as things uh continue we are going to get to the other side of this it is going to uh, be a glorious day when we do so i'm just going to send you all my love and well wishes and wish you the best and let's just come into a state of peace and coherence so wherever you are in the world just stop what you're doing take in a deep breath in through your nose hold that breath and let it out slowly filling every cell muscle and fiber of your being with peace joy contentment enthusiasm inspiration peace courage faith and get ready to enjoy the rest of your day so thank you so much for listening and we'll see you in the next episode